This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to the Blood Red's Morning Bulletin. Today we're discussing transfer rumours and and one in particular, Paolo Dybala, who is not going to renew his expiring contract for Juventus and he could be available on a free transfer. Um, and I'm joined by my fellow Liverpool.com writer, Emmett. Do you think he's someone that, that could be of interest to Liverpool? I mean, it's a difficult one to, to gauge, really, because on the one hand, he is a very good player. There is a talent in Palo Dybala, but I think there are question marks over whether he fits in tactically into this team, into Liverpool's team. And there's also question marks around his ability to stay injury-free, which is something that has crept up a lot in the last couple of years and has actually played a part in Juve deciding to sever ties with Dybala. So, and then you also have, on the other hand, do Liverpool actually need him? You know, with the, the, the amount of attacking options that Liverpool have at the moment, there's definitely there's more questions than answers, I think, in terms of whether Dybala should be someone that Liverpool should look at or not. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the major issues for me that I see the major obstacle is how much will we ask for? I, I think Juventus turned him away because his demands were a little too high. So with the Salah situation at Liverpool, Liverpool have a clear wage structure. Is Dybala someone who's going to disrupt that as well? Um, I don't think he's going to disrupt it in the sense that Liverpool could easily afford to pay what Salah or Salah Dybala was asking for. Um, at Juve, he wanted, by all accounts, eight million euros net per season plus two bonuses, which is what uh, the club, what Juve and Dybala had agreed. And it was a gentleman's agreement in October. Um, but then Dybala got injured again and again. And then they signed Dusan Vlahovic. And essentially, Juve felt that Dybala was just picking up too many injuries. It's they, When Max Allegri returned, he wanted to put Dybala at the centre of his project. But he spent more time out injured than on the field. So how can you mould your team around him when he's not there? And um, Juve's sporting director, Maurizio Arriva Benny. Um, said yesterday he's no longer at the at the front of the project now with Vlahovic. Vlahovic is going to be the, the, the man that you are going to build around for the future. And that makes sense given that he's 22 um, and he's got most of his career now in front of him. So Juve then kind of backtracked and wouldn't say low-balled Dybala and his entourage, but I think they wanted, look, you're spending more time injured than playing we can't offer you the same terms that we agreed back in October. So I think Liverpool could probably afford what Dybala is asking for, but I just think more on a tactical level and a physicality level, what do you actually suit Jurgen Klopp's style of play? And I don't, I'd say the answer is no, to be honest. that To me, it's not more of a financial issue. It's more of where would he actually play? The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Yeah, I've, I've watched him a few times recently and he doesn't seem to have that physicality for the Premier League or 
you know, if he were to play in Roberto Firmino's position, for example, you don't really see him fitting into that role as as effectively as Firmino or Jota or even Mane recently. And then if you're talking about out on the flanks, I don't think he has the, the pace, the speed uh, of Luis Diaz or Mohamed Salah, Sadio Mane. So, yeah, I think... Um, I think that would be a, 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 a not an issue for him to to see where he would fit in. Yeah, I think I think if, if it was going to be anywhere, it would maybe be through the center. You know, maybe as like a false nine because when Maurizio Sarri arrived at Juve two seasons ago, he tried to implement a four-three-three, and DiBala was on the right-hand side, and he just he doesn't have the skill set to interpret the role, and especially not in the way... He didn't in the way Sarri wanted, and he definitely does it in the way that Klopp wants. You know, the only thing would be that he can cut in from from the right-hand side, cut in on his left and shoot. But he lacks the stamina, the dynamism. His best work for Juve came in a two-man partnership with either Mario Mandzukic or Gonzalo Higuain. Um but Liverpool don't play like that. <laughs> Liverpool don't play like that. So it, you know, it, it makes no sense for me to see Dybala on either side of a four-three-three. He has to play through the middle as a false nine. But then he probably doesn't have the skill set to interpret the role in the way Jurgen Klopp wants. So I, he's better as a ten, as a second striker, ghosting in between the lines. But again, Liverpool don't play that way. So. You kind of look at it and think, he really, tactically, he would not be a good fit. Yeah, and I think even in terms of a financial sense and uh, from FSG's perspective, he is going to be turning 29 in November. He's 28 now. Uh, given his injury records, you wouldn't expect him to have a lot of years left at the top of his game. So knowing who and the type of profile FSG likes to go for tends to be young with resale value. You don't really see the baller fitting into that sort of those sort of categories either. Yeah. And I mean we just we just saw this morning Jurgen Klopp gave an interview with Sky Sports and he talked about, you know, the, the use of analytics in signing Luis Diaz and how he matched up you know, his profile matched up a lot with how Liverpool play and Porto's style of play match is similar to what Liverpool's is at the moment. Like, A, Juventus play nothing like Liverpool and B, none of the ball's characteristics match up with how Liverpool play. And C, financially, as you said, he's not an FSG type signing because he's going to be 29. He's increasingly injury prone. I think the problem with Dybala is he got coronavirus about... To just with the just when COVID kind of broke. Yeah, I remember that that he was one who was really badly affected by. Yeah, it. and he was out I think for three or four months with yeah. coronavirus, and he's never really been the same player. He's since then he's become more injury prone. Like injuries were never something that was associated with Dybala three four years ago. You know he could have easily played 40, 45 games a season, but since then. He's never really been the same player. He will play three or four games, pick up an injury, miss another three or four, come back, cycle. You know, it's a repeat. Um, so I don't, I, I just, I don't see. It sounds good on paper. Are oh, you saying Dybala on a free transfer? You know, Liverpool. It, it won't break the wage structure, but I just think 
Liverpool should be setting their sights on other players that will actually fit into club system, and the ballot just doesn't do that. Yeah, and I suppose that leaves Liverpool. Um, I think the ballot kind of highlights their lack of options to replace Mohamed Salah. So surely the focus should be for Liverpool now, not on bringing in Dybala on a free who is demanding around similar wages to Salah, maybe a little bit less, but also a lot less quality as well. That comes with that. Um, surely the focus should be now on getting Salah's new deal wrapped and sealed. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's... And the thing, the, the way Liverpool play in the in the four three three, there's only certain players that can adapt to that way of playing, which kind of, in a way, rules out because Liverpool played so brilliantly and so effectively. It rules out a lot of players, players like Dybala, because they're just not fit. It won't be a good fit, no matter what way you try to justify it. So I think it should be FSG and Liverpool should try and go all in in retaining Salah for the next three, four, five years because, I mean, as we all know, he interprets the role to perfection. So, and then possibly with Origi, you know, leaving on a free transfer, that will free up some capital, which then could be redirected in Salah's way towards Salah's path to try and entice him to stay. So, yeah, I think that's where everybody's priority should be. And I think maybe the midfield should be in a priority this summer as opposed to adding another attacker that they really don't need. Yeah, certainly. Potentially an, another right-back as well. But you definitely feel like Liverpool need a cover for Fabinho and uh, and and maybe just an extra midfielder there who can uh, potentially do this, a similar to job to Thiago as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, we, and we've seen that this season where the midfield is... It's, it's OK at the moment. <laughs> but in the first, you know, four or five months of the season, midfield was kind of this season's problem of last season where it was the defence and then this season it was a midfield and obviously Genie Wijnaldum was never replaced um, so you'd imagine you would expect Liverpool then we also don't know of the futures of Naby Keita Alex Axley-Chamberlain obviously the contracts are expiring next summer will they renew will they not if they don't then this summer is the last to make any kind of money back so yeah, you would expect Liverpool maybe to focus on the midfield this summer as opposed to the attack. Yeah, I think all in all we can agree that Liverpool will have other priorities uh, other than Dybala and Dybala's probably not worth the risk that he would bring with him. Uh, I think that about wraps it up for today. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Thank you, Emmett, for joining me and make sure to check out the rest of the Belgrade content on the site, on the YouTube channel, on Spotify and wherever you listen to your podcasts and Liverpool.com's written content as well. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.